Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Oh, I've, I've just suppressed a cough, Dave. And that's Have you? Put me right off my game. Yeah. That doesn't feel very positive in the current climate, Tom. <coughs> it's just, no, it's just a little harmless tickle. Well, because the thing is, Dave, everyone's getting um, hay fever now, aren't they? They're not just getting cabin fever. It's double fe- fever squared. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's that, that what's happening, is it? Is the hay... The hay fever kicking in. Hay is upon us. Yeah, yeah. Hay is definitely upon us. Uh, my wife's been getting, my, my wife woke me up by sneezing uh, the other morning at approximately five thirty. She did the full <laughs> sneeze. Mm. You know those ones. Yes. Sort of the violent eruption. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. It's, yeah. It's, it's quite horrible actually. Please don't do that again. Faint, sort of faintly ninja, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I'll be honest. I didn't like it at all, Tom. So okay. Well, I had the eye I was, I was, you know, having sweet, crazy fever dreams. Oh, by the way, now, did did you know they found out why we're all having the mad dreams? I don't know if we've talked about this before on the podcast, have we? No. Thank God for that. But good that you don't really remember what we talk about. I've got a clue, mate. Haven't got a clue. <laughs> well, some things, you know, some things I, I do on my, my magic show on a Saturday and Sunday morning. Some things are done on this and some things are done on both. So I just, oh, I see. And, and some things I just Sometimes say to recycle. myself in the shower. Oh, I'm always recycling, but upcycling if I'm, you know, if I put it. Uh, the reason we're having crazy dreams is because when you're in a routine and life is broadly the same and we're all sort of expecting the same things, we when we dream, we're tidying up all the weirdness. So if that, so, so, so in a normal sort of uh, just a day-to-day thing, there's not much weirdness to tidy up. But because we're all doing different stuff and we're all interacting in different ways and because everything has changed, the, the kaleidoscope of life has all been shifted around, we're having these dreams and we've got a, there's a lot of tidying to do. There's a lot of weirdness. So we're all having these cra- – and I certainly am. I'm crazy dreams. I've had nothing. What's going on? It's because you're not going to sleep until 5 a.m. Yeah, that's true. I just sort of sleep right through, don't I? That's right. So when you're, when you're awake, this is actually a dream that you're having now. I'm sorry, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to you, you've not been having, because they're great fun. I, I love a good dream. I'm what have you had then? What, what's happened? Oh, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, it's episode 24. We are now resorting to talking about what we dreamt. Um, <laughs> let's get someone on to analyse them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, well, I had a particularly bad one two nights ago, because we had a very luscious barbecue. And um, I think I've definitely talked about the barbecue on this show before. And you talked about how you don't know how to use it. I don't know how to use it. Oh, I correct. I, I fixed the barbecue and it was a, it was so i can't tell you when the coals go in the right place on a barbecue yeah 10 times hotter mate it's crazy i mean they i i burnt those sausages but it was a proper meat feast and i've been off the meat for a couple of months not completely but very 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 much reduced my meat intake but we've sort of sort of um you know relaxed that in in lockdown you mm. know we've compromised that we've we've carped the dm and the pig and i was just barbecuing loads of meat and then that night i had horrific uh, dreams about being in a slaughterhouse 
and w- without any particularly imaginative spin. It's not like I was in a slaughterhouse and my old headmaster was running the slaughterhouse, but then there was my mum and she had a shock. And nothing particularly interesting or, you know, probably don't call Freud right now, but I just, I was in a slaughterhouse and it was. It was really bad, mate. Some of those animals, you know. No, I don't want to know. Yeah. Um, that's that's worrying for you, uh, but that's fine. No, it's fine because everybody is having these dreams, isn't it? And I'm, yeah. And I'm, I'm just not, so I'm actually weirdly the the odd one out even though you're having these mad old dreams well will you let me know when you have your first you know the first biggie will you yes yes i sort of thought i was so i i had i was quite tired last night and this is one of these things that we have in the podcast where we have the sort of topical element of the podcast is tricky because Hmm. i discovered my favorite news story of the week last night but this obviously be about a day out of date and one of those things that we always do you know we we talked about elton john and we were like we are finger on the pulse here but then the podcast went out 24 hours later after everyone had been talking on it on twitter for hours and hours and days and days and we're like oh for fuck's sake so already this is old news yeah absolutely mad have you heard about neighbours I you know I have because I because you're on my Twitter feed. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I actually do follow you on Twitter. Oh yeah, that's embarrassing. I don't follow you back. That's okay, mate. If you if you could, that'd be great. I would just appreciate <laughs> it. Um, tell neighbors me, neighbours is so neighbours is neighbours is coming back. Oh, yes. So they're going to start filming again next week, and but they're going to start filming with social distancing. So all the actors. <laughs> will be at least one and a half metres apart from each other. Oh, that's brilliant. And there's no kissing, obviously. You know, there's no, there's just no interaction, Mm. no physical contact. They're not going to have extras. They're just going to use crew members. So (laughs) all the people just sitting in the back of the cafe are just going to have, you know, cameras or whatever or headphones on. I don't don't know. What happens with Bouncer the Dog or whoever has replaced Bouncer the Dog? They've got to keep that... That, I know. don't think anybody has thought this through at no, all, in no. honest. They're going to use, and I quote, camera trickery to make it look not weird that they're all 1.5 metres away. What, in the same way they made Gandalf look like a wizard in, in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> just, by, by, right, okay, uh, Sir Ian, if you could just come very close to the camera. All right, yeah. now, Frodo, <laughs> go back a bit, back a yeah, bit, yeah. back a bit. Is that what they're going to do on Neighbours? Back, go back a bit, mate, back a bit. That's great. The thing is, all they need to replicate on Neighbours is people sitting next to each other which mm. feels like a real waste of sort of very advanced cgi and i just don't think that they need to be spending all that money and hours and time yeah cgiing sort of i don't even know who's <sighs> fucking neighbors anymore to be honest. no well this is the thing i've not watched neighbors for years toad in the hole still there i believe what about um madge madge can i just say in all honesty dave right harold bishop there i whenever i do any scene right as an actor all I know is that I am replicating Harold Bishop. My entire, and this is not, and I'm not being glib about my acting career. Every bit of acting I do, I'm on the Harold Bishop scale. Honestly, if you are so inclined, you can go through any bit of acting that I've done in any of the shows I've done, and you will see that I'm somewhere on the Harold Bishop scale. I promise in, you that's true. In what sense? Because everything he does is slightly, <laughs> just a little bit outraged and indignant and shocked, and he, that's his range. That's where he is. You know, if if you're a singer, you've got your your key, haven't you, or your pitch? That's where you come in at. You yeah. know, you're a soprano or an alto, whatever. If you're not a singer, in terms of acting, I am. I'm, I'm Harold Bishop. I'm a, I'm a bishop That's That's where I am. That's interesting. Mm, totally so, true. Have you channeled it deliberately or just completely accidentally? Uh, well, I like to think it's it's accidental, but I think it's deliberate. I watched a lot of Neighbours when I was a kid, and I think that's just how I perceive acting should be done. It might explain why I haven't had any particularly big acting careers um, since I disappeared on that beach a few years ago. So <laughs> There he is. 
<laughs> Hang on. Oh shit, wrong one. <laughs> oh no, don't keep that in. <laughs> you always keep my mistakes in it. It's really Tom pressing the wrong buttons. Who'd have thought of it? Alright, Elton, calm down. Can't face those Twitter notifications. Forgot to watch anything but Netflix. Dreading the video conference small talk at nine. You need a new vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts. Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Tom, we got a new podcast on Grey Begal this week. That's exciting, isn't it? It's very exciting indeed, um, and we're very thrilled to welcome one of the co-hosts of that podcast. It's called The Con Sessions, and uh, joining us now is the very fabulous Matt Hyten. Hello, Matt Hyten. Good morning. Hello. Hello. I, f- I forgot I was guesting there. I was really enjoying just listening. Very oh, nice. That very is nice. basically why we book guests, to just guarantee yeah. a listener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. It's We've nice. Got one. It's nice. Very fun. Very uh, fun. Well, welcome to the show. Um, ha- happy lockdown. How is it going? It's fine, actually. You know, it's. I, I had a bit of a wobble on Monday, but that's that's the only wobble. I've been. Um, what was your? What yeah. did your wobble look like? I mean, are we talking. Are we talking emotions here, Matt? I'm happy. To. Yeah, yeah. Come felt, on. Felt a bit emotional. You know. Um, just what was it that set me off? It was something really weird set me off. And uh, I just, I just was like, oh, this is too much. Oh, I've had, really? I've had a few bits where the emotions welled up because yeah. I, I think I had it. I think I had the old COVID. Yes, because I was out for two weeks. Right, and I didn't leave the house for about eighteen days. I think it was. Oof. And the first time I left, I uh, went for a little walk near my house. A little sparrow popped its head out of a hedge. I was like, oh, lovely nature, stuff like that. Yeah. And then some sort of hawk swooped down and took it away. <laughs> and <laughs> just started bawling. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's, yeah. that's, that's horrendous. I mean, have you yeah. had any dreams about abattoirs? No, I had an amazing... Uh, I've, I've been having really, really vivid dreams as well. Oh, yeah. um, I had an amazing one where um, I dreamt the government gave us all sausage jo- dogs <laughs> to cope, like, help cope with mental health. But every now and again, the sausage dogs would stop walking, freeze, their mouth would open really wide, and they had a little speaker in them where they'd, they'd send government announcements out. That is... <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> yeah. That is amazing, especially if it was like a you know what's what's the sound you hear a, a, a klaxon when the blitz is about to start that yeah that, yeah just does that get stay indoors wow yeah. 
It's a really tinny sound as well. It's like, yeah, please stay indoors. Can you imagine if, you know, because people are talking at the moment about the universal basic income, this idea that it would be much actually much cheaper and more sensible if everyone just got a certain amount of money from the government. And imagine if they went, all right, listen, we're going to give you 500 quid a month, everyone, but 500 quid a month and a sausage dog. Can you imagine? That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. That'd be great. Absolutely great. They tried in, was it China a few years ago? They tried out a social economy, which is where you get allocated certain privileges and stuff if you adhere to what they deem good social behaviours. Right. I can't remember, it might, and where was it? Might have been Japan. I can't remember. I can't remember now. Um, but Black yeah, Mirror, they, mate. I think it's Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was basically that. And like, they had this list of things that are considered good behaviours, things that are considered bad. And if you were doing all the bad things, they would restrict your travel. They would restrict the time you had outside and stuff like yes. that. And like some of it was like, you're a bad citizen if you were gaming too much and stuff like that. I was like, oh, this this would not suit my life <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. Any, anyone creative is by definition a bad citizen. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us please a bit about concessions? Because I'm, I'm well up for this. This sounds brilliant. Oh, yeah. So it's very luckily... Um, I, as a weird sideline of doing comedy, someone asked me to present Comic-Cons about three or four years ago now, because uh, I'm a big nerd and I love films and stuff. And we just sort of started doing that. And then I got the lovely Beck Hill over to present with me. Mm. And after a few years of doing it together, we were like, why aren't we recording these and putting them out? So they're basically just interviews that you'd see at Comic-Cons. Um, with some very lovely people like it, it's basically most of it is is 20 percent uh enjoying listening to the guests and 80 percent realizing inside i'm just going oh my god i'm yeah. talking to so-and-so from so-and-so <laughs> yeah what's the, what's the what's the weird what's the weirdest one you've had of that Oh, I don't know. It's really hard. Like, I mean, don't forget you are talking to talk towards Tom Price this morning. <laughs> I, I know. We, <laughs> please, please be mindful of that. Just be, Matt, just relax, mate. It's absolutely fine, you know. I know, I know. I'm holding it together. <laughs> I'm holding it together. Oh. It's weird because I think I'm one of those people that if some someone from my childhood is suddenly like uh, someone I'm interviewing, I, I really nerd out. But the, the ones I've loved the most, which we've not got any on this season, but we're hoping to put some out later, is when I get to talk to set designers or puppeteers or something like that. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I could listen to that all day. I, I, I got to hold one of the original lightsabers because I interviewed the, the guy who um, designed it. And like oh, just that's... hearing how he figured it out and like... Because obviously there's no Star Wars. There's nothing to sort of base on. Like now they... They take the original design, they rig it to the personality of the Jedi or the Sith. But back then, he was like, he realised they're all sort of junkers, and they just sort of cobble it together from whatever they could find. So he went to a hardware store, bought a load of piping and stuff like that, and just basically figured it out. Wow. And it's just yeah, yeah, it's just really cool. But I love stuff like that. I love hearing about um, yeah, any anything where it's like little details you don't see in a film. I'm like, yes, please. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Give us those stories. They're so good. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're getting loads of we'll be getting loads of uh, behind the scenes action then with the concessions. Now, sure. I mean, is it worth sort of stopping here? Because I know all three of us have been to. Obviously, you have uh, clearly, Matt and Dave and I've been to a few as well. Conventions. Is it worth sort of having a little bit of a chat about the the sci fi convention and what to expect? Because you know, may, maybe we should advertise these to our listeners because they're they're brilliant yeah. things. Whether or not you're no. a fan of the show or you're just a keen people watcher yeah they'll be back in about 2022 23 <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i mean that is that is the fascinating they are a place i don't know about you guys but like when i was a kid i was i was a geek and you, when you were 
growing up at my age, you really had to find someone else who would sit and talk about a film or a thing. Red Dwarf for me, mate. It was Red Dwarf. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, lovely. Mm -hmm. But you would. You'd have to seek someone out who loved it. Like, now everyone has the internet and everyone loves sort of so fluent in in the language of nerd. Mm. But back then, I think you really had to find people. But Nerds have really gone mainstream, though, haven't they? Yeah. You know, in a shame, I like to think that I I was a lonely nerd before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. No, before it was cool. That's mm. the that's the way. Yeah. But yeah, they they they're just lovely places for people who are into certain sort of branches of pop culture to get together, meet their heroes, yeah. um, yeah. just sort of yeah, do it. They're really good communities, I think. Dave, you've been to a few, haven't you? Because your mate, you've got some mates who are in uh, in various sci-fi. Yeah, shows. I have. I I have sort of strange. I feel like my experiences at Comic Con are kind of like fever dreams. So like, <laughs> that is sort of my experience of them. So it's it's you know the the reason I once had lunch with Mick Foley from WWE oh. was, and Christian Slater at the same time on the same table. And it was sort of just like a really bizarre thing where I didn't understand. Plus, like one of the guys from Agent of Shield, which I'd never watched, but was getting a lot of attention. But my mm-hmm. very favourite thing that's ever happened at a convention is uh, Chris. Have you ever met Christian Slater, Tom? I have actually. I, he was in Edinburgh because he did uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest years ago, and so he was around Edinburgh in about two thousand and two, three, four. And yeah. he came to a gig and heckled me, and we had a chat, and he, I got him on stage. <laughs> so I, I have weirdly, I wouldn't normally expect to be able to say yes to that question, but I have, and he's a, he's a he's an interesting guy. Nicest man in the world. Lovely. Like, yes. Absolutely big fan of Christian Slater. But mm. he's one of those people that I just discovered over the course of a weekend was just had to put a positive spin on everything. And it was great. And and my genuinely favourite sort of two minutes of my life was just walking to go and have a little wee. Christian Slater's just sort of in the corridor on his phone by the bathroom. And I just walked past. He's like, after the bathroom, huh? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, cool. Enjoy. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Christian. Thank you, mate. Well done. Oh, all the best. Uh, so yeah, so to this day, I think me and my friend that I was there with, we we do still just uh, after the bathroom, huh? Cool. Have a great time. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just what, like fever dream time aplenty, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're, it's they're, they're crazy. And you do. I I ended up there was one I went to in Peterborough for two days, and Keely Halls was there because of. Um, uh, Life on Mars? Oh, yeah. Oh, ashes to Ashes. Life on Mars. Anyway, um, uh, she was doing a show, and we were we had this sort of torchwood table, so me and uh, Kai and John Barrowman and Eve and a few of the others were sitting on our torchwood table, and they were sitting on their Life on Mars table. Um, I'm, maybe it's Ashes to Ashes, not Life on Mars. Anyway, who cares, Tom? Um, and Eve knew... People will care, Tom. Get it People right. will care. That's true. Uh, Eve knew Keely, so she went over and spoke to her, and I'd been saying, listen, you can't... I can't go anywhere near Keely Horse because I... I love her so much. Like, right. not even, <laughs> not even weird obsessive. Like, I, I, I love her. Like, this is a problem. So, just please don't let me know because I won't, I won't be able to speak. Is the problem? So, obviously, Eve went and told her, pretty much word for word, what I've been saying. And then uh, Keely Hills came over and, and uh, to, to say hello and gave and kissed me and basically kissed me and there was lip touchage that were like <laughs> so imagine if you're sitting there and then keely Hawes, who it was just the most beautiful the most talented brilliant actor and and she just came over and went oh hi tom i really want to say hello to you and i was like mm, you need to please please don't please no and then and she kissed me on on some of the face and some of the lips and uh eve miles i've never seen her laugh so much in all, all my life it was really upsetting humiliated I couldn't speak I couldn't speak it's probably my only sort of properly starstruck uh, moment was being kissed by Keely Halls 
Was it one of those moments where you you mentally write a letter to your childhood self as well? Mm. Yeah, there, there's a lot of those at these conventions because that is the great thing, isn't it, Matt? About them is that um, the, the stars from the shows they do just sort of wander around and chat to people. Yeah. They're very open. There's a real open door policy going on there. It's it's weird because like for for me and Beck, we're kind of just there to host, so we get to enjoy the full thing. Whereas imagine if you're super famous, it's it's so hard though because mm. everyone just just want to ask you the same question about the same show or the same thing yeah i'm sure you guys got it doing torchwood like you just get the same four or five questions which is one of the things we tried to do in the podcast was um we we want to hit those things that fans want to hear but we also just want to give a bit of time for for people to just have a chat yes like before you you get the same yeah set of in episode nine of this the the major problem i've got as, as well doing a talk with is that i get asked questions about i mean i've only if i'm honest matt i've only really watched the episodes i was in and even some of those i found <laughs> excruciating for to watch just because my welsh accent was actually I, 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 I presume the main question you get asked is just what where in wales is pc andy from <laughs> yeah where's he from this series that was yeah. i go for swansea this series i reckon <laughs> um it's ironic because you are actually welsh i'm actually welsh but i you know i was I'm, i was exploring different accents until i I found quite a nice Welsh accent, which is basically mine. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, get asked all questions about all sorts of night, and, I'm just, and I have to wing it because you know these fans have paid money to see people and to meet you guys, and you have to sort of go, oh, my favourite episode, oh, I don't, oh, I don't know what oh. favourite episode that I wasn't in. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you wait. So who's uh, who's in the first series of concessions, Matt? Who we who we got coming up? Um, we've got a couple of people from The Walking Dead, so we've oh, got... fuck uh, yes. Yeah, so Carrie Payton um, was gr- our first guest. Which he one is that, is, plays in The Walking Dead? He plays Ezekiel in The Walking Dead, and he was, he was again, like, I, I, I'm going to do this with every guest if I'm not careful. I'll be like, oh, he was so lovely, because yeah. everyone is genuinely lovely. Um, but yeah, he's just, again, because I'm a big Teen Titans fan as well, so like... Uh, because I because I nerd quite hard now and again. Everyone's there to see like, oh, he's in The Walking Dead. I want to mm. talk about that. Whereas I'll mm. see something on their IMDb and go, in uh, 1994, you were in one episode of blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's he's been like the voice of Cyborg since the early 2000s, and I was like, oh my god. Uh, right. Okay. But yeah, so we got him. We got um, Seth Gilliam is also Walking Dead. He plays oh, what's he called? Um, the Reverend. Gabriel Stokes. Gabriel, yeah, Gabe. Oh, watched it last week. Uh, <laughs> again, absolutely great. And because I watch a lot of Walking Dead, always fun to talk to to people in shows you like. Alex Kingston, who was River Song in Doctor Who. Yes, of course. Um, oh, yeah, she's so cool, isn't she? She is very cool. An absolute pro as well. Like you can tell when someone has done conventions more than other people. Like mm. there's there's no messing. They're just in and sort of at it and you just go yeah i don't mm. have to do very much here entertaining the crowd it uh, also from a actor's point of view i love the conventions because i feel uh, you know 80 or 90 percent more famous than i actually am i mean it's hard to be 80 percent of zero but it really makes it because <laughs> you get like massive cheers also i'm i'm so much funnier i know it's hard to believe but i'm so much funnier they laugh at anything it's because they're so excited to be there it's so they're so happy yeah, to be yeah, seeing yeah. their characters in real life that you can get away with uh, uh, some real doggo material that i wouldn't even use on this podcast <laughs> and you're just like oh i'm Fucking great. And my wife hates me when I get back from a convention because <laughs> I'm so full of myself. I'm so like, in fact, even one time when I was filming Torchwood in America and I got back, having been in America for like a month, and I'd sort of affected a slightly American accent. 
Oh. And she she was like, you are a fucking asshole. You need to... <laughs> this is why I'm not getting dedications in her books, because I put on the fake American accent. <laughs> it's annoying. Really annoying. That's what you need, though. You, you need someone to level you. That first one's out now with Carrie Payton, isn't it? Matt already. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all up and live. Um, out yeah. in the world, in the ether. Yeah, they, uh, the, so the remind us what days uh, these will be released. They should be dropping on Mondays, uh, all being well. But there's going to be at least six this season. We're just trying to... This is so annoying. We we had an interview um, that ended up being, uh, really weirdly, it, it managed to make global news. And we, we didn't know anything about this. So um, are you guys Star Wars fans? Yeah, yeah. It's like Star so, Trek, isn't it? Not quite as good. Yeah, I know yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we had Ian McDermott on who plays Emperor Palpatine. Oh, yeah, Emperor, yeah. And um, we just had a normal chat with him. It was really exciting because obviously he's Star Wars royalty. And then about two weeks after we got back, um, just started getting messages off people um, going, was this your interview? And, and basically he dropped something that Star Wars fans have been asking about for years. Uh, sorry, for, for months um, after the new film came out. And he just casually dropped it in our interview and then all the papers picked up on it and oh. became big news. And we were like, oh, God, we're really going to put that interview out then. And then the audio had a bit corrupt on the file. Oh, no. Conspiracy, yeah. mate. Conspiracy. Disney yeah. have been getting in there. Yeah, exactly. So that's how good they are now. They could just get onto anyone's system. Heck, the mainframe. I'll tell you what's good. Disney Plus is really good, Matt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My... Uh, <laughs> My uh, lockdown has uh, involved just watching things from my childhood quite a lot now. Yeah, of course. Well, in fact, that's what we should do, isn't it, really? Seeing as we've got a sci-fi expert slash nerd, um, <laughs> which we I think we all uh, agree, we're all slightly nerdy, right, on the scale? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right there. Red Dwarf and Star Trek The Next Generation, those were my... And, and Quantum Leap, which is without oh, doubt yeah. the best TV show ever made. Let's Where's that reboot? Where is that reboot? Although, do we want that? Because it's not going to be as good. Anyway, um, maybe we should do best sci-fi shows to lose yourself in during lockdown whether it's a revisit or a starting from uh, a new uh, what is good what should you throw yourself into and can I just say and I haven't started it yet so it's hard for me to recommend it but The Expanse that is that looks minty to me have you watched it? I've done the first series so I watched the first series I think when it was I can't remember which way around it is it was on Netflix I started watching it I just got to the beginning of season two and they took it off but i think it's now gone to the other one so it's either prime it's on prime now yeah it's on prime so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna um get back into that soon what's the hook of the expanse again what is the what's the sort of premise of it it's it's very noirish i think um so it's basically about um i guess it's one of those things that you want to do the whole sci-fi sphere where you're like set in the distant future <laughs> not dissimilar to our own so it's basically about a uh, it's a it's a detective show essentially set in space and i'm in stop stop there matt i'm done yeah i'm i'm, that's, I'm there i've just come sorry no i haven't i mean you know what i mean <laughs> okay but yeah it's it's really like it really does feel quite noirish and yeah it's 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 one of those things i think Sci-fi really works when the world is so built for you. Yeah. Where you don't have to pick holes in the logic and stuff like that. And I think because it is sort of focusing more on that sort of detective vibe, it's just the background is sci-fi. It works oh, really well. I love that. So yeah. I love that. Okay, Dave, come on, let's let's get some sci-fi uh sci-fi uh tips from you, please. I mean, you know that all I've been watching in lockdown is Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman from the 90s. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> I will continue to plug that as my sci-fi tip of choice. We um, we interviewed Dean Kane one year. Oh my God, tell me about uh, that, yeah. please. 
And Beck Hill, um, co-host, I don't know if she'll like me saying this, but y- y- I'll tell you. She um, famously, that was her teen crush, Dean Kane, And yes. she'd done a, an Edinburgh show, because obviously stand-up, and a big part of it was about Dean Kane, And like it's become a thing her fans know about and stuff like that. And then the first um, year she came to do Comic-Con with me, he was one of the guests. Huh. And it was just like, you could... You could see her holding it together, but you could also see, yeah, again, writing a letter to her teenage self. And he was, like, really lovely, and uh, we ended up having dinner with him and stuff. But, yeah, it was just, like, you could just see her, like, her wheel going, going, oh, my God, I'm having dinner with Superman. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, isn't it? It's so weird. With Superman, with Superman, not just Dean Cain, with bloody Superman. I had that problem. I once met... met uh, Trisha Helfer from Battlestar Galactica number six. <gasps> Battlestar Galactica is one of my favorite, yeah, favorite, that, favorite, favorite TV shows. That is bingeable. I so. oh my god! I used to do so. I used to work in continuity on a on a channel called Virgin One, which was around years oh, ago. Nice. So I'd be the guy at the end going, uh, "Coming up next, we have got more uh, Star Trek Voyager. Stay right there for that." Uh, and then and then Star Trek Voyager would come on, and I'd get my laptop out and I'd go and watch Battlestar Galactica, uh, a far <laughs> far superior TV show. And I used to miss my links. And almost lost my job on two separate occasions <laughs> because I was so busy binging Battlestar Galactica on the beanbags around the back. But anyway, so tri- you mean the original, not the uh, the 2004 reboot? Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, the 70s. No, definitely, definitely not the 70s one. Um, but I, I once saw her at a convention and and completely lost my shit. It's just, yeah, it was like it was like Keeley Hall's squared. It was really bad. Oh, yeah, I mean, who who is the one who, if you met them, you would really be freaking out of it? Is yeah. there anyone? Yeah, I think I think if I. If, Sarah Michelle Gellar, if I ever met Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Because I, I was obsessed with Buffy as a kid to the point now where I think my brain has rewired itself where I have feelings for her in the same way, you know, if you see an ex. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just I like I, I generally think part of my brain has, has the, the trauma of a breakup when Buffy ended. But listen, if you do meet her, don't say I have feelings for you. It's the worst phrase. That's my opening. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just stay quiet. <laughs> But keep eye contact it's- without blinking. I do a show called The Musical Matt, which is com- comedians singing songs from the music. Oh yeah, with and, with Jade uh, and Kiri. With Jade and Kiri, yeah, exactly. And uh, we did a Buffy special. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw lockdown. it. Looked incredible. So we did, yeah, we did the once more with feeling. But <gasps> Joss live. Whedon was there, wasn't he? And Joss Whedon turned up. Yeah, that's that's what I was. Yeah, I was going to say. Basically, we've now basically got a link to Sarah Michelle Gellar. If you if you want, we can just probably I, no no <laughs> probably just hook that up. <laughs> no. Don't why why would is it, so, yeah. are you guys community fans yes there's that episode isn't there where uh is it lavar braun's it um, oh yes yes, yes yes yeah and and thingy uh what's he called i want to call him childish gambino now yes um, um don glover um troy don glover, yeah troy couldn't remember <laughs> his character name all, yeah. went, went, that went the longest route to his character <laughs> name there <Yeah. laughs> i think i'd be like troy in that episode where i just just hate it because i just couldn't relax Yes, yeah, yeah no, it's, it, it, it was the what that I mean, that was one of the that was the kind of the convention vibe at that musical because basically everybody there was by definition a bit of a Buffy super fan because who else would come and watch a bunch <laughs> yeah. of comedians perform the musical episode from Buffy? Um, <laughs> and they lost their sh- they were so confused when Joss Whedon came out, they thought it was some sort of weird joke, like because <laughs> we'd been having jokes all the way through about you know, like. Um, the the comedians playing the roles and, and Nish had started saying things like not my Xander you know if there's any racists in here you know the hashtag is not my Xander and all that sort of <laughs> thing 
And so when we brought Joss Whedon out, everyone just sort of looked around and was like, oh, this is a joke I don't really understand. Who's <laughs> who's doing who's that? The, who's the man that sort of looks a bit like Great Joss Whedon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really, it was really confusing. And then they all started to realise and it was insane. Oh, man. He's insane. a fucking genius, though, isn't he, Joss Whedon? And uh, Buffy, the way, it's aged so well because yeah. obviously some of the effects might be a bit hokey now or whatever, but plot, 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 bit of character, plot, plot. It is still fantastic, isn't it, Buffy? But, I mean, they re- they rewrote the language of TV. Everything yes. now um, comes from shows like that and The Sopranos, doing that sort of late 90s, early noughties work that is now what Netflix has sort of become. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because like you didn't have you didn't have really... You had it, but not to the same extent. You didn't have that sort of big arc. Like, the terms like the big bad, which TV uses in their language, comes from Buffy, the idea that you have, like, one villain for the season mm. and then sort of self-contained episodes that sort of build into that big arc. The big bad wolf, mate. Story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's exactly where it, it comes from. But, like, TV just absolutely changed after Buffy. Yeah. It's weird because I, I've just... One of the lockdown shows I've done, uh, me and my wife, we... Uh, we we just watched Sabrina on Netflix. Great. Yeah, we're up to that. But it's, it's interesting to see, like, especially in the last season, how different it is from stuff like Buffy, where Buffy, yeah, always sticks that core of they were they start off as teenagers and they still have teenage problems and stuff, but they still sort of deal with things in a quite logical way. Mm. Whereas Sabrina, oh, sometimes could could bloody murder the girl, honestly. Mm. Yeah, it was Her no, decisions. it was no bewitched. It was no bewitched. No, nothing is. I dream of genie and bewitched. Best, oh. best shows that have ever existed, mate. You know that was that was the that was the biggest crossroads moment of my career. I was in the UK TV remake of Bewitched. What? Yeah, I played the bloke. I played the 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 husband to um, Sheridan Smith's. Uh, uh, what's her name? The woman in Bewitched. I've forgotten the name of the character. I don't know actually. I anyway, call it, yeah. we did a pilot. It was shit. There we are. Then here I am on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, uh, Matt, thank you very much for joining us. In fact, hang on, before we lose you, Matt, have we got your recommendation? Is it Sabrina the Teenage Witch? What is your sci-fi lockdown recommendation before you go, please? I mean, I would I would recommend a re- big, if, you, if you've got the time, which you do, I, I've been doing a lot of TNG again. It's great. Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm. It's all ideas, not a lot of production value. And I like that a lot. <laughs> Fine by me. It sounds, it sounds very similar to this podcast, in fact. I like that a lot. Um, Battlestar Galactica is a great shout. Do you know what I'm going to go with? Because I did this last year. Rewatch all the X-Files. Oh, come on. God, you've got the same taste as me. I, oh, I fucking love the X-Files. Or even even the ones that were on Channel 5, like in the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. They, they, they're so good. Again, I, I love a TV show that's like... Here's the idea for this week. S- same as Buffy. Here's the the monster this week. You're still going to build on the characters from last week. Yeah. But yeah, this oh some of them, some of them still haunt me. There's a, there's an episode where a guy has a shadow that dissolves people. <laughs> think think about that every day. It's like a weird Peter Pan. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, brilliant. All right, Matt Hyten. Thank you very much. The concessions is available now on Great Big Al. And uh, yeah, it's really nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll let you go lovely. back to Thanks. your uh, your weird Sabrina the Teenage Witch fetish. I have feelings for you. Or was that Buffy? <laughs> that was Buffy, wasn't it? That was that Buffy. Was, that was Buffy. Yeah. Sorry. Get I mean, right. got to get the difference. I'm wearing trousers. What more do you guys want? <laughs> Again, <laughs> don't use that as an opening line if you meet her, please. God, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, brilliant. Matt, oh, thank you for joining us. Cheers. Thanks for having Thanks. me. Bye. See ya. Bye. 
the lovely Matt, Matt Hyten. What, what a lovely man. And he didn't mention once the fact that when I texted him yesterday to arrange this, I called him Michael throughout our text message exchange. Oh, you're, so, you're the worst. Well, no, I was, you know, I know he's a nerd. I was doing a reference to Kit from Knight Rider. That's what oh, it yeah? was. Yeah, Very sure. good. Very well done. Yeah, yeah. Michael, Michael. Um, all right, Dave. Uh, this has been nice, isn't it? I've, I've enjoyed nerding out with you. Uh, yeah, it's lovely. Um, I mean, any excuse to talk about the new adventures of Superman, you know me. We could do a whole special about that one day if oh, you want. Oh, yeah, but my internet's nearly run out, mate, so I'm going to have to go. Oh, <laughs> my internet's nearly yeah. run out. I've got to go and put some coin- bitcoins in the internet meter downstairs, so I'll better go do that now. Uh, before we go, uh, we'll go to a lovely tweet from uh, from Faye on Cabin FE83709. Hang on, uh, what's, our, what's our Twitter uh, handle uh, called, well, Dave? Here we go. Well, Come on. Handles Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Uh, lovely tweet from Faye just saying just want to say a massive thank you to Cabin Fever for saving my sanity during this lockdown oh. um, which was genuinely lovely to wake up to there's nothing there's nothing funny about my story here Tom it's just no, no. I'm just like that's lovely no, that's, really thrilled I, I think we've all come used to you know stories with nothing funny about them Dave on this podcast we're fine welcome to Cabin Fever Them's although she has used the hashtags uh, hashtag I've never even seen the bill and uh, <laughs> hashtag I'm Dill Dandin so uh, oh, hashtag I'm Dill Dandin <laughs> Let's get that trending. I'm still dandling. <laughs> uh, so yes, there you go. Um, more tomorrow. More tomorrow. More tomorrow. The final one of the week. The final one. Oh, can you believe this? The final one of week five. Yes, yeah, wild, isn't it? It is. It's. It's. I think. Have had we not been counting the episode numbers, I would have forgotten how long I've been in lockdown for. So. Oh no! Genuinely, this is what I use to mark the days. Genuinely. Yeah. 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 This is uh, very bizarre, isn't it? Episode twenty-five tomorrow coming your way. Well, there you go. We'll see you then. Thanks, then. Bye now. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. GreatBigOwl.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.